It's not enough to have one pussy. Path girl needs ten. It's not like she's a vaginal alien. She's just obsessed with feline friends. Path girl is becoming a fucking cat lady. Path girl is becoming a fucking cat lady. Well, Path girl, have you managed all of your cats? I only have one, and I'm possibly taking in another one. He's sitting. He's been cooped up in my bedroom all day. I had to let what him out. What the so. fuck is wrong with you? What? You're like, look at me. Path Girl's a pussy magnet. No. <laughs> no. No. It, you, it just put a bowl of food out for it. Build a little shelter if you got to. Don't take on another animal. You're in an apartment. I know, but this this was left over by my last neighbor's assholes. So, um, uh, yeah, I think I might take him in. He, but that's it. Yeah, I cannot afford any more animals in this apartment. Take, take him in. Take him in to rehome, or take him in, and now you have a cat for another twelve years. No, take him in and, and keep him. But my other animals are only here every other week because they're with my ex and my son. So I, I, we have shared custody over the animals. <laughs> but, but then you're gonna have so you're gonna have two animals that go back and forth. And one that lives here permanently, yes. That and one. That, okay, I understand. I just now, I and the perverted podcast it. listeners must wrangle your multiple pussies. <laughs> How can my little gothy heart turn down an adorable black cat, especially oh. around Halloween, Boogie? Oh God, Jesus, what's wrong with you, bleeding heart? Goddamn humans! <laughs> more commitments, more anchors. The cat knows it as a sucker. Yes. <sighs> All right, fine. Let's just start a show. Okay. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And because you are responsible for yourself, there won't be another fucking warning. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to the Ultra Vagina Mega Pussy Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human mind. Recording thousands of miles apart on Zencaster, I swear I'm not a cat lady, but I'm Path Girl. Giving you a warning now, Perverted Podcast listeners. It's Uh really close to uh, being after Halloween. I mean, we record early. You know, the show gets released pretty much like the 15th and the 30th. But we try to record early, so I have time to edit and do stuff. So it's literally only a couple days after Halloween. And so in honor of that, this this whole show is going to be in order to scare the shit out of our listeners. Woo-hoo! The topics that were. <laughs> but it'd be fair that All happens. Right. Besides yes. Cat Lady Path Girl living mm-hmm. the Jewish New York dream. Um <laughs> Why, thank you very much. Thank you very I'm much. Verklempt. I know you're verklempt. So Talk uh, amongst yourselves. <laughs> other than uh, other than the furry running around the house pussies, how's yours? My pussy has been good. Uh, it's been a little lonely because uh, uh, actually we could s- strike some more fear into the hearts of our listeners because I could recount the last two and a half weeks of my medical life. <laughs> mm. And, and let, let's call this... Let, sex sent path girl to the ER or if not urgent care <laughs> did you did you fuck that hard <laughs> did you literally just throw caution to the wind and just grind the cock until you wound up in the ER there's a certain amount of like celebratory but then of course you're yes. like oh no no that's that's horrible I'm so yes. sad that happened did he break your cervix that animal no he did not no, quite quite the opposite. So one of the last times I had sex with Donis, right after I orgasmed, I had a headache. And I was like, okay. Right, right. Some people get them, get get headaches afterwards. They they call them thunderclap headaches or post postcoital headaches. That's fine. So but it lasted five days. They normally go away forty five minutes, an hour, maybe three, four hours, take some excedrin, go lie down. Sure, sure. This lasted five days, and I'm like, huh. Okay. What the hell's going on? All right, fine. Didn't think anything. I had no other symptom. Zero. Fine. Last Saturday night, one, two o'clock in the morning, I can't fall asleep. I'm like, all right, 
I'm going to break out one of my vibrators and just, you know, get myself to relax a bit, you know, mm-hmm. relax, good, good choice. Go good bed. choice. All right. So then I start working on myself and I get to the point where I about to orgasm. Bam. Another <sighs> headache. I'm like, fuck me, Freddie. So I'm sitting there and it's like, all right, we're going to attack it this time. I threw eight different things at it. Tylenol, Advil, the work, anything I could think of that was for migraine or headache. I'm like, and this headache was bad. And I'm sitting there going, all right. So I go to the emergency room and explain all this about, hi, yeah, the last time I had sex with my boyfriend, the last time I masturbated, I gave myself a headache. Right. Or do I sit here and go, hmm, all right, fine. So finally, next day, I go to the emergency, I go to urgent care because I was going to go to the emergency room. I'm like, now nah, let's start with urgent care. Worst case scenario, they'll send me there. So I tell the wonderful nurse practitioner what's been going on. And I said, and by the way, it all started after sex. And she just raises an eyebrow at me. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to be one of those conversations. So she's thinking immediately it's something neurological, like my brain is bleeding or something. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> yep. you popped a vein up there. Pretty much. I, yeah. Donna's fucked me so hard that like he popped a vein and then I just furthered the damage. So she goes, let me examine you just in case. And she starts talking with her head doctor and she goes, oh, you got a little bit of a fever and a little bit of, uh, you know, fluid behind you. She goes, you have bad sinuses. I'm like, oh, I have fucking awful sinuses. I get five sinus infections a year, but they always have. Colds, runny nose, all the stuff you get with a normal cold. I sure. zero. She goes, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you some antibiotics, some stuff for a migraine, and we're going to give you a shot of steroids. And she looks at me, she goes, but I need you to know that if this is something neurological and I give you steroids, you're going to go downhill so fast, you need to go to the ER immediately. I'm like, So no masturbation after the no. steroids. Okay, important this- safety tips, kids. This is on Halloween. I'm like, great. I'm going to die on Halloween. My goth heart will be happy. (laughs) (laughs) So long story short, after two days of antibiotics and steroids, I'm perfectly fine. It was another fucking sinus infection. Jesus fucking Christ. I can't even masturbate anymore without giving myself a headache. (laughs) You got cock blocked by a sinus infection. Yes. My sinus, my sinus is cock blocked me. Can you fucking believe it? And I'm sitting here thinking going, oh my God, if this is something neurological and you tell me I can't have sex ever again, just fucking shoot me. Seriously. If I can't have sex anymore, just fucking put me in the ground and double tap me. Well, you can have sex. (laughs) You just can't, you just can't come. Yeah, so what's the fucking point? <laughs> well, hey, hey, you know, it's not all about the nut. I, I don't like to come a lot with my partners. But, but there's uh, a, a difference between not wanting to come and, like, you, you also do that because you want to please your partner. So it's just, like, you want them to come multiple times, and you're like, all right, fine, I'll come. Right. But, sure. uh, yeah. But thankfully, after, after two days of antibiotics and steroids on Wednesday night, I was tentatively like, do, do I do I try this? I pulled the vibrator out from the drawer again. I'm looking at it, going, "This could be either really good or really." Did you literally bad. like peel wallpaper off the walls <laughs> with your fucking repressed cunt spray? No, no. I just I just went very softly and very gently to the point where it's just like I just gave myself a little orgasm, and I was like, "Okay, no headache." That's yeah. Good. Now, now yeah. let's All go right, for the next one. Was- Let's, let's just try for one. We're going to try for one more, a little harder this time. You know, okay. Once more, we're feeling. Get in there. Get, get Next thing you know, orgasm. the cops are pounding on the door. <laughs> Lady, what the fuck's going on in there? And you're like, <laughs> No, it was a normal orgasm. It was good and no headache. So, yay. I could finally have sex again and not, like, put myself in the emergency room. <laughs> well, I think that's good. Yes. I think that's definitely not something that is good for afterglow or... Uh... It doesn't get a lot of people no. turned on, unless no. that's your, you know, you have a kink fetish. But hey, uh, glad you didn't have an aneurysm. Yes, that's very good. <laughs> very good, and glad you can now be back to, you know, to getting the nut that you so need. I just picture you have to make up for some lost time. So yes, unfortunately, Adonis and I schedule's been clashing lately with uh, Halloween and everything going on. So it's just like I saw uh, we just passed our six month anniversary on Wednesday. Holy crap! Congratulations! Thank Congra- you for you. That's like Jesus Christ. It's like a diamond <laughs> wedding anniversary. You guys should like <laughs> hey, have hey, a hey, thing hey. at the Sportsman's Lodge, and the whole family shows up. <laughs> we get gifts. You guys sit there with your hands uh, kind of shaking, and you're like, "It's six months." Yeah. Six months, there's been good times and bad. Yes. You just kind of stick with it. 
Yes, but everything's going good. It's just we need to get our schedules back on track so I can finally ride that cock again. Yay. God damn it. Ride the cock. <laughs> ride the Donna's cock. Well, I'm glad that you're feeling better and that you can now nut. That is very good. Um, I don't have a whole lot to share. I did, however, reach out this week because, you know, in the last couple months, I've, you know, been mentioning Lazarus Touch. And, and I don't know if you remember Laz. Um, Yes, yeah. Yeah, Laz was great. Uh, just a fun fucking character on the show. And so I just wrote a letter. I just said, hey, I'm going to write a letter and just thanked him, you know, for being uh, a part of the show the time that he was and that he was a he was a great contributing factor to uh, to our success and uh, our being able to help people. And people really liked him and his goofy poems and songs and stuff that he did. And so, like, literally an hour later, I guess maybe he had his phone set to get uh, messages or something. And he said, hey, man, it's great to hear from you. So we had a little chat back and forth about things going on. And it turns out, uh, of course, in perfect Laz style, um, Lazarus Touch has a podcast. It's called Inherently Happy. And uh, and it's but it's like all like five minute long little reminders of balance and growth, you know, you're going to love them. There was one that was actually really deep that, uh, look up pain, happy. Uh, that was a good, that's episode two twenty five, and you can go on all the normal, uh, platforms and stuff that look it up, look up inherently happy. And so that's, what's going on with Laz. Other than that, if you are a listener to perverted podcast, go ahead and hit that like button right now. If you have a like button on the platform that you are listening at people are getting back to me some some don't have like buttons and it kind of screws us so if you are on soundcloud or if you can go put the soundcloud app on your phone and listen to us through soundcloud you do have the ability to like and comment on uh, on our shows and that really does help us get out there you're tied up in rope and your boobs look great you want to post a picture to your friends or your mate but remember online is forever and can devastate so if you got something to lose never show your face don't do it well bath girl my love my yeah, dear absolutely. my sweet <gasps> my, my, my co-hostess oh, yeah, with you. the mostess it's been a while since we've had this this discussion. And, and of course, now that the yes. people are going out more, people are getting involved more, they're starting new relationships, new play partners. I'm hearing all sorts of amazing stuff of people going out and doing things, getting active in the community. It's also time to have the the pitcher conversation. Because we haven't had it in a while. And I've seen some, because it's a whole new wave of people. Literally, like every couple of years, there's an entire new wave of people that explore kink or start looking online and finding answers, getting in online relationships, which may or may not be the best. You know, but you do what you can. You find out information and you try to pursue your desires of being a kinky person and finding a community of people that can help you do that. And one of the things that we try to do in the more ethical community that we try to support is to put out little warnings to our listeners and to people that are new in the community or even maybe old and just kind of ignored some of the, the safety tips, you know, to remind you that sometimes something that seems like a lot of fun can actually literally destroy your life and it's not even a sexy thing and it is it is pictures and it is how you put yourself out there on social media and especially things like fet life and reddit and other kinky social media sites the cage uh there's a lot of places where you people want to be sexy and there's some good things about putting your picture up you know especially if it's a sexy pick, you know, it's empowering, it's sexy, it can build gur in your relationships, wow. it can, uh, you know, get you a lot of validation and good, con- it can help you overcome body issues, you know, and then, you know, all of that feeds the bigger picture of your vanity, your ego, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but sometimes it can blind you to some of the things that can actually really fuck you up. 
and yeah. and to understand that people being kinky and having pictures of them tied up or doing things to their genitals or in compromising sexual positions yeah can end your job get your kids taken away from you or lose your kids in custody battles and that follows you get revenge porn revenge blackmail you know there are a lot of things that can go really bad when you put your face and identifying marks in that picture with you in a sexually compromised situation and so yeah and i think a lot of the younger generation doesn't realize that a lot of colleges and uh schools like that they're looking at social media now and they I don't, they may not be looking at fet life but if you're kind of you even see people that tag stuff here and there and it's just People could put two and two together and look in pictures in the background and see, oh, wow, they got they don't know, a paddle over there or they got some stuff in the background. It's just it seems like this younger generation is putting their face out there more. And it's just they need to realize that stuff that's on the Internet does not go away. It stays there forever. Absolutely. And we are definitely going to talk. That's absolutely a fantastic point because I didn't even have that in my notes. Most jobs now have entire crews of people that search. So I just applied to another position uh, at, at Mr. Oh, Beast yeah. and, uh, you know, cause everything that I think I can do, I'm going to apply. I'm not, you know, I, you know, not whatever I do it. But one of the things they ask mm -hmm. you on is what is your social media handle? Because right. they're telling you, we are going to go and look at what you do online. They're going to look at your right. Facebook. They're going to look at all of these different things. And for someone like me who is completely out, I know, and we're going to talk more about this in a little bit. That is a complete risk that I am taking. Right. Having this show, being completely out, having the name Count Boogie associated with um, with my persona is going to – And, and my face is going yeah. to stop me from getting jobs. Now then, Mr. Beast – is more liberal. You watch his older episodes. They used a lot of foul language. They had a little lot of innuendos and dirty jokes. So it might be okay. I'm still not going to advertise perverted podcast in the kink, you know, because now exactly. the show is more geared towards that. So I'll keep them separate. But ultimately, they right. could go look and they go, oh, wow, we type in Count Boogie and we see all of this crazy shit. And they're like, don't want to be associated with it. That's right. just the reality that I'm dealing with as yeah. somebody who's chosen to be out. And if you aren't somebody that's out, if you're somebody that's more cautious, let's go over some things that are some common mistakes. And then you and I will comment on it. A common misconception of people that don't want to be out, but they're trying to kind of protect themselves. And they think this is an absolute that it's going to work. My settings on are set to private on FetLife. So no one that is not my friend will see them. Yeah, that's great if you have friends. But what if you have a falling out with one of their friends? Ah. And there's where you get your revenge porn or you get your backstabbing bitches where it's just like, I'm going to take all these pictures and send them to her boss. I'm going to take all these pictures and send it to her ex-husband. And, you know, people... You can have friends on FetLife. They're awesome. I mean, I've had guys that I've dated and I friended them on FetLife. And as soon as we break up, I'm sorry. I'm setting, I'm unfriending you on FetLife. Or at least you're not, I'll be friends with you. You're not going to see my private pictures or whatever. There's so many things. And there are, you know, you could, there are people that just randomly accept friend requests on FetLife. Don't know who these people are. Oh, they want to friend me. Okay. And you just opened up your entire private lifestyle to them. Absolutely. Know who you're doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's fantastic points. The first thing I, had, I used to share in orientation when I used to teach orientation, you mean they're your friends today. And then exactly. tomorrow, people, you get in a stupid fight over whatever, and then now they hate you. And if they're not an emotionally stable person, they will take your pictures. It is not difficult. Every... Uh, surely on all Windows platforms, I use it all the time. Um, it's called a snipping tool. Even if there's a block on the uh, the page that you can't download someone's pictures or copy someone's pictures, you can still snip it. 
I do it all the time when I do artwork yeah. for all the funny videos that I do and get stuff online and chop faces and Photoshop and whatever. That snipping tool, I use yeah. it all the time. And you can surely use it for sexy pictures on someone's profile. Yeah. And now I have your and what when we're talking all of this that we're talking about, which we'll come to again at the I say that all the time. We'll come to those more later. But we're talking to the people that have your face and or your identifying marks, tattoos, scars, maybe certain abnormalities about your body that go with piercings, piercings, you know, people forget about piercings. piercings time, yeah, yeah, piercings that are recognizable to you that go along with, you know, the ability to see the people that put their <laughs> it's my favorite one. My favorite one is they're like, I only put on like half their, their face. So they put on, you know, like they cut off their eyes in like all of their pictures, but then you go look down their pictures and then they have pictures of just their eyes. And then so there's like 10 pictures of their eyes and top of their nose and literally any basic Photoshop, you can put those yep. two together and have your fucking yep. face. Yeah. You know, you have to like look at this bigger picture. The idea that people will mm-hmm. use these pictures uh, against you is very real. You can hope for the best. You can hope that all of your relationships end amicably and that people aren't going to hold that against you. But the reality is, is there's a lot of really emotionally unstable people out there. And when you get and it may not even be something you did wrong. I had a friend who literally went through med school path girl, went through med school and was applying to do her uh, fucking rotate, not rotations, Jesus uh, residency residencies, the residency. And in the middle of that, she had a guy friend who she was not fucking. She's like, he's a friend. We're friends. We don't fuck. But his ex-girlfriend or whatever was so freaked out and jealous that he, she accused her of something or whatever and then went on her Facebook. She had a couple sexy pictures, not even nude, had a couple sexy mm-hmm. pictures and then reported her to whatever the ethics community, blah, blah, blah. Oh. And it put a mark. On her thing that she was under investigation for, you know, whatever negative, immoral behavior, whatever. And it and it made her unable to get any residency without going through this entire thing. So, bam, you're not a doctor. Yeah, because some crazy bitch thought you were fucking a guy you weren't even fucking. And that's the end. It doesn't even have to be something that crazy. I can't tell you how many times, and guys, I'm sorry, you're especially vulnerable for this. They'll pe- people put vanilla pictures on, on FetLife, yeah. you know, hey, I'm dressed up for the night, I look sexy. Eight times out of ten, the guy is wearing a shirt with their logo on it right. for where they work. and I'm sitting, Or they had their ID badge, and they take a picture in the mirror. I can see where you work now. Right. <laughs> Most companies now have a policy that say, Whatever's on social media, you're responsible right. for. Like the the major laboratory company I work for is not listed on any of my social media whatsoever, because whatever I say on my page will flex on them, and I could be fired for it. So yeah, not a good idea to if you work for Staples to have a Staples logo in your FetLife picture. I mean, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I've seen quite a few Starbucks baristas are like, I'm just hanging out oh. at the Bucks today, and it's like, okay, yeah. bad idea, bad idea. Uh, next, next yeah. one. I keep my private photos on my laptop or cell phone, and those can't be hacked or Why? stolen. <laughs> yes. And the, if somebody has the moral uh, fortitude to steal or hack your shit, then they probably have a similar uh, ability to blackmail mm-hmm. you for it. And this happens all the time. This is almost at epidemic levels. Yeah. Worse off, people store it on their work laptops or cell phones. I've had a couple oh, of my friends. I had a, a guy that I dated that he was doing a presentation, uh, and this was during the beginning of the pandemic, and was on Zoom and didn't realize he had FetLife open on his work computer in one of the background screens. So when he was switching screens, you could definitely see the FetLife logo and whatever he was looking at. And he's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Kind of puts it away. I'm like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> 
and once again, we laugh at like, oh, you fucking idiot. You big yeah. dummy. You know, yeah. there are so many millions of things to hide and keep your head on straight for so many things about your personal safety and looking out for yourself. It is extremely easy to eventually make some mistake. And that's why you have to build a foundation to really decide, are, am I going to have my face in these things? Am I going to be associated with these things that could have a negative effect on my future? Because a lot of times, and that's why I always, you know, all my partners, you know, when I had a lot of younger partners and they were like, fuck it, I'm never, you know, I'm not going to care, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, really? Are you, sh you know, what are you going into? And so that's why yeah. most of the stuff I ever did is literally like, like Mew and Bunny always had masks on and and covered tattoos and things like that. Right. So it's it's something that's so easy to mess up on and it's so permanent. And you really have to take that into consideration. Someone can steal. And heaven help if you have a sociopath ex I've heard tons of these stories. Very sad stories. Cause people are like, well I'm in a relationship with you. So, of course, we're going to do sexy photos and porn and whatever, because we're together. Right. We're in a relationship. And then what happens if you just uh, lucked out and got yourself a sociopath that now wants, even after the relationship, still wants yeah. to control you and still sends you letters and says, I will send this. I will send everything I have to your family, your church, your friends, everything. Because that's what they do. They're fucking sickos. They want to maintain that control. Yeah. I actually, I actually have, um, I mean, most of the time when I've broken up with my partners, I understand whatever pictures I sent to them, I've given permission, you know, and they can do it nine times out of 10, they've deleted it. But uh, my ex poly live in partner on a file on my folder, I have some pictures of him because I know he has plenty of pictures of me and I think he's vindictive enough to one day possibly use them. So I don't look at them, but I have them there for my own personal assurance of 20 years down the road. If he decides to pull shit, I have stuff to get back at him with. So hopefully that'll be enough to keep him at bay. But it's a real fear. You have to, even with me stepping up more on the podcast and starting to put my face out there, I had to have a long discussion with myself and with Donis and my ex-husband about like, okay, I have, you know, threats with my job, threats with my son, threats with my, you know, thankfully I have a very, very good relationship with my ex-husband, but it's just putting your face, you're, when you put your picture out there, you're tying your kinky identity right. to that sure. picture and you can That's lose control over it. That's the greatest thing to it. say. That's the point. You can lose control over it. That's what all yeah. this is about. Yes. Could have just said that in the beginning. We would have had a real short segment. <laughs> God damn it, Path Girl. <laughs> Step up your game. Be the, the Sorry, last sir. point. Excuse um, me, sir. A thousand pounds. The last point <laughs> I'm going to make that people, because it's a real thing. You know, you have these cautions, you know it can go bad. You know, eventually somebody who you like a lot or loves you or whatever can turn bad. It's like a prenuptial agreement in a way. And people get really uncomfortable with prenuptial agreements because they're rational and they paint a picture of reality. Most of your relationships are going to end. The vast majority, possibly all of them at some point are going to end. So when people are like, don't you trust me? You're like, <laughs> I don't trust any wow, unforeseen future oh, yeah. or human potential for shittiness to ruin my yeah. life. So you have to yeah. real that, that because that don't you trust me? It's just the kiss of death. And it's like, well, I trust you enough yeah. to be with you. I trust you enough to be in the same room with you. I right. trust you to get naked with you and have sex with you. But you know what? I don't trust you 100%. And I shouldn't. Because my life has to go on long after our relationship ends. 
If it continues and everything's wonderful, right. that's great. First off, we're in a relationship right now. Do you want to see my genitals? I'll just show them to you. You, you don't really need yeah. a picture of my <laughs> face and my genitals together. That's actually a big fucking red flag if somebody insists on that. Why yeah. do you need that? Right. Can you not picture my face when I show you a picture of my asshole? Yeah. Is, are, is Do you have some <laughs> severe short-term memory loss? Is this like 50 first dates or something? You know, like mm -hmm. what's going on here? That is a red flag to me. For the longest time, my profile picture was just my cleavage because I didn't want to show anything. So then people will be, you know, guys would be like, oh, can I see a face pic? Right. Uh, no, we've been talking for about 10 minutes. No. I'm like, you want to see what I look like? You either earn my trust or meet me in person. Those are your two options. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of guys, we get huffy about, well, I just want to see what you look like. Then do the work. Either earn my trust or meet me in person. I have all, you know, there's been plenty of guys who have been like, yeah. oh, I'd love to meet you. Let, let, you know, Good. Let's go meet at a muncher or, or, or something. But I'm not, after 10 minutes of talking to you, and if somebody's pressuring you, to give a face pic, that's also a red flag where it's just like, you know what? I don't know. You could be, like you said, some psychopath that's just pick collecting and then's going to stalk sure. me. No, not happening. Yeah, I don't think there should be anything wrong with that. You know, put in a little bit of work and, and earn that trust. <laughs> so now that we've terrified you, oh, and I'm going to do okay. the same shit with, uh, with Carrie in the next segment. We're talking on a similar thing, not on face pics. We're going to the next level of scare the shit out of people uh, oh, with yeah. stuff uh, about work. Pay attention oh, about yeah. what you do in the workplace and dating in the workplace and stuff like that and kinkiness and stuff. <laughs> Pay attention. I'm supposed to tell people in <laughs> advance what we're going to talk about, but usually we never know. So it's kind of hard to Don't do that. To hit the like but pay attention because <laughs> it's going to get good with me and Carrie pretty soon. Hit the like button. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. But what can you do if you are like, holy shit, Thank you, Perverted Podcast, for terrorizing my entire thing. I can't even eat lunch now because my stomach is in such knots about this. Thank you. So glad I listened to the show. But what do I do? First off, if you have something to lose, go right now. Stop listening to Perverted Podcast. You can come back and listen. Go remove all face pics from everything delete them put them on a flash drive and then embed it in in carbonite or something and and uh you know put it in a safe deposit box but if you have something to lose don't have pictures of your face or identifying marks delete those well some of those are out there and they've been out there or my partners have them and they can say they deleted them they can say that, and maybe they did. At that point, all you can do is, is make your best effort now. Make your best effort going forward to not add any more ammunition to the fuck your future pile. And then you just hope for the best. And that's all you can do. But for those of you that are considering it, hopefully we've scared the shit out of you. Hey, there's a guy on the street I know from the dungeon. Should I go up and say hi? No fucking way! Don't approach! No! Bad pervert! That's right, Carrie. You just get in that closet. Yes. I'm coming out. No, I'm going back in. <laughs> you're going back in. So you you are actually sitting for Perverted Podcast listeners. You are now... It was noisy in your room, so I'm like, get in the closet! And now you are... In, is it a big closet? Uh, Yeah. Kind of, well, there's room enough for me and the clothes. Good enough. And I'm on a chair, so that's nice. Okay. Well, the clothes add some padding because, like, literally outside we were hearing motorcycles and sirens. And, and it was, uh, you live in a crazy neighborhood. But we're in the closet now, not because of your sexuality. Right. But, but literally just to be inside a closet. God damn it, Carrie. This is exactly how I want you. This is part of my dirty fantasies about you. Let's just have a carry in the closet and then knock on the door. Is it time to come out? Is it time to come out and play, Carrie? If you say so. 
<laughs> That's perfect voice too. God damn it, Carrie, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am wonderful. Do you have any shenanigans? I know you went through all sorts of crazy stuff, which is why we haven't heard from you for a while. We don't have to get into anything you don't want to, but have you been having any fun? I haven't had fun in two months because of health reasons. Ah. Getting old sucks. Don't do it. God. Well, do it, because otherwise, dead. So, yeah. I'll take the ride, whatever the fuck it's going to be. But is our, our, shenan- our shenanigans on the horizon? One hopes. One, one hopes. <laughs> one hopes. At least you'll finger someone's asshole or something. <laughs> yeah. If nothing else, I can finger my own. So, well, you, you know, know, that's fine. I'm a DIY kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> well, God damn it, Carrie. We hope you and I get back in. Maybe one of us will win the lottery and then buy some hose. How do you spell that? Uh, I don't know. G-H-O-E. <laughs> So it's like so it. it's like gahos. Gahos gonna buy us some gahos. That'd be more like foes, though. What? Gh is isn't enough. No, it's gahos. <laughs> Don't be all grammar Nazian okay. on my gahos, bitch. What the fuck, man? You're in a closet. What do you know? <laughs> you're, you're stuck in a closet. Oh, so that's a shenanigan I can talk about a while ago with my. Uh, with my beautiful and lovely partner, uh, we were talking about playing. He was like, well, whatever. And then I started correcting him about, I don't remember what. He was like, that's it. Come here. <laughs> I was like, well, that's, that's all I had to do is tell you how wrong you are to get you to dominate me. <laughs> and he's like, shut up. I was like, make me. We have ball gags. Start using them. Oh my god! <laughs> so now it's a running joke, and also I now I understand what smartass masochism is about. Yes, yes, indeed. Like, I just have to point out how wrong you are. I just have to point out how wrong you are, and the fun part is I don't have to be correct. He can be completely correct. All I have to do is be a smartass about it, and thus be like, no, that's not how it works. And like the time zone, and thus the ball gag no. comes out. <laughs> I don't know if I want to encourage this behavior or or of course you do. or celebrate <laughs> it. I just don't know. I don't know because I'm no. like, well, that is clever and effective, but I don't know if we want to encourage further brattiness that drives dominance up a tree. Well, that's what ropes are for. Fair enough. <laughs> if he was yeah, of course. Into, I know that's what it always comes down that. to. At some point, you do say, "All right, enough." And then they give him the look, and then they're like, "Okay, okay, I've I've now passed the threshold of of what is acceptable brattiness." But uh, oh goodness, off the rails so soon, so soon. Well, let me pull us back onto the rails because we do we have a theme going for this show. We almost never have a theme for the whole show, but today's theme is kind of like privacy, safety, and of course now our segment. Uh, is about safety in the workplace or ethics in the workplace. Price. Yes, the workplace. You go to workplace and uh, have a good time. I saw this on Reddit, and I love going to Reddit because there's so much of a spectrum on Reddit from completely brand new living in a fantasy world to some people that have a lot of great experience and then hang out in Reddit to kind of be there to give opinions, you know, to hopefully help along some of the new people. So I love, I really do love going to Reddit. There's some really great posts and some really honest questions. And I thought this was a very honest question that, of course, made a million people instantly cringe. And so I'll give the breakdown of it. So she's like, I noticed my coworker is in the same poly BDSM group as me on another social media platform. And he and I, you know, we're not friends on that platform, but we have mutual friends. So that's how he popped up. So she now knows somebody at work is kinky and she likes him Mm. and they've never engaged outside of work. Mm -hmm. And she wants to now talk to him about his experiences and get to know him better and obviously possibly date him. But I don't want to do it without being Mm. weird. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. should I do? 
contact him on the alternative lifestyle profile. How is this difficult? You don't talk about sex at work unless you're a sex worker. If sex worker is not your job title, shut the fuck up about sex at work. Do your work at work. Do your sex at sex time. Why, why is this hard? Well, here's the thing. Here's I like how we just cut to the chase carry is your new name for the day. Fuck. <laughs> Good old cut to the chase carry just steps in, throws down some gaho logic, and... Uh, and that, that is absolutely, I cannot argue a single, a single word of that. But what I will say is that it is understandable that you can be attracted to whoever you're attracted to. You can't stop that. That is, that is, you're going to be attracted to who you're attracted to. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely understand because it's stupid, you know, because there's all these comments. Don't shit where you eat, you know, don't. Don't do anything at work. And there's a lot of things that I, you know, points that I want to talk about that are very valid. They are very valid. We have tons of history that dating at work can be dangerous and bring drama. There are lots of policies at companies. Do not fraternize with other employees or you'll get fired because nobody wants that drama at the job when the relationship goes bad and is not all googly eyes or when it's even good. But you guys are just sick of each other and talking shit throughout the day over the copy machine no one wants to hear that shit however it would be unrealistic to not acknowledge the fact that there are millions of people alive today because mom and dad or mom and mom dad whatever met at work became attracted to each other started fucking it happens yeah. Some people don't go out to the club. Some people don't get people do meet at work. They meet in Hollywood movies. They meet yeah. at the construction site. People are attracted to each other. And when you're attracted, it happens. You can't say it doesn't. So so we could be real judgy and say, absolutely, don't do this. Don't mix yeah. it. That is the logic. But once attraction is there, especially if it's mutual attraction, it is really, really difficult to start pretending that you're all logical when you both have boners for each other. Yeah. So let's note what I said was contact him via the alternative platform, not don't contact him. Like, go ahead, get your freak on. I'm all about that, whatever. But don't do it at work. Don't start the conversation about it at work. That's an inappropriate location at best case scenario. Best case scenario. He's totally down and you guys distract each other from doing your fucking job. <laughs> Just do work at work. Right. Do other right. stuff not at work. That's that's all I'm saying. It's like I absolutely agree. Some of the other things that I want to point out is what happens be and and I'm t- I think everyone is pretty much on board that this is not a conversation that should happen at work ever because it's a it can be interpreted as a power play move. Exactly. Which is which we hear lots of stories about. It's a power like, you know, like you better date me because now I have this information about you because people are still fired on a regular basis because of their personal lives, because of their kink, because of their sexuality, because of the things they do. And we talked earlier, uh, Path Girl and I talked earlier about how companies now immediately go into your social media to see what you're doing there to decide whether or not they're going to accept you and your ethics and morals at their company. Right. So it is an incredibly nerve wracking thing to think about being at work. And even though you're in this poly group on some, some other format to have someone walk up to you at work and go, Hey, I know you're on the poly phone thing. Want to go out on a date? Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, that that is a complete it's a dick move. It, I mean, sure, there's a possibility that it could work out or, you know, whatever, or it could make somebody feel super uncomfortable and very threatened at their job that now they have to pretend to like you because rejection is allowed. Yeah. Nobody has to like you. Right. Nobody isn't nobody is is has to be motivated because then that's when you start getting into workplace harassment and all the things that they created laws about. Right. So I agree. You absolutely, if you're going to try to reach out to somebody, first first would be reach out through that other platform 
and not include I mean the other thing is is you can surely ask someone at work out to coffee and if you mention something about yourself and then they bite then okay then that's that's fine but uh but bringing that up at surely not at work anyway because most places have cameras all over the place anyway yeah yeah it's just it's so streamlined if you're already on this other platform through mutual friends just send their friend request or yeah or, or whatever just, yeah, it is. ask the mutual or ask your friend i know it sounds all juvenile yeah or whatever, it's triangulation but, you know, it's just asking for more trouble ask yeah, yeah, I know. Also, I know, but it's a poly site, know. so if you don't know that triangulation is bad, stop doing poly right now. Freeze. Go Google <laughs> triangulation and find out why that's a terrible idea. Don't do that anymore. Wait a, wait a minute. What about vetting? That's not triangulation. Vetting. That's well. What's triangulation? Triangulation is like, uh, oh hey, could you tell him that I'm into him? Fuck you. Grow up. I love you so much. I would love you more when you were well, grown no. up. Go yeah, tell him I know directly. That's the juvenile. <laughs> I know that's the juvenile way, but there. But the adult way, which I don't have a problem with, is this. Per- if this person doesn't really know me, and I know that person, kind you know, or they kind of know me, yeah. I have no problem going. Hey, can you tell that person that I'm interested in contacting them? Not tell them you like me or punch them in the arm for me or, or try to wingman for. I mean, unless we're bros. Like if we're bros, sure. And you got a fucking girlfriend that I'm like, dude, I'm all gaga, bitch. You better fucking wingman for me because I'm gonna wingman for you on any of my friends that you want to fuck. Sure, that's that's different. It's not the you go tell them thing. Yeah, that's yeah, what triangulation yeah, that's is. Junior high. Triangulation is like, oh, okay, uh, yeah. oh, I'm so mad at them right now. And then, like, just creating this toxic gossip situation. It's like, ugh, don't do that. Why? Oh, yeah. I just thought that was called gossip and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a. I thought triangulation from martial arts, where you move in a triangle out of the way of the punch, which I guess is almost metaphorically similar to this situation that you want to move. <laughs> well, it is. It's an avoidance type of behavior. It's like. I don't want to run the risk of being rejected to my face, so would you run interference, please? But yeah, no, no, but no, people no, don't actually no, say I, that I, either. I, <laughs> Just kind of. <laughs> Can you run interference? Yeah, you're already on the same platform. You have their contact information, their face or whatever showed up on your page. It said, "Hey, you might know." And if they do know you, f- and if they do know you from work. Then, uh, you know, and that puts, but in, I don't know. Here's what, okay, go with me on this. Because okay. here's my conflict on that. Like, I would almost rather, just go with me, see what you think. I'm breathing, I'm holding on. I would rather just, okay, good. I would rather, it's going to be messy. I would rather go to the person at work and say, hey, do you want to go get some coffee? Not talk about kink, not talk about, I know you from this or that. Because if I reach out to them, on that kink platform and say, hey, I work with you. Hi, now we're both on the same platform. Isn't it kind of like that same power play move? Oh, yeah, don't do that either. Like, oh, hey, I think I know you from work. Stop it. Yeah, but when it's once again, yeah, but like, I don't know. It's touchy. It really is sketchy because you want to be. Because if all of a sudden, because that could be like, oh, shit, dude, now these people from work know me and I don't like this fucking person and blah, 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 blah. Whereas coffee, I don't know. My suggestion would be just ask them out for coffee. If they say no, fucking drop it. And if they and if they say yes and you're at coffee and you're like, oh, well, I'm into polyamory and they don't say a goddamn word, then they aren't interested in you. Let it go. Don't hold that shit. Up. Don't put that shit in their face over their head. Yeah, definitely don't put it what in their think? face. Uh, yeah, coffee could work, or like you know, hey, you want to grab lunch together, kind of thing. And then yeah, like or maybe throw in a keyword you know, like just... compersion. I was <laughs> I was at a restaurant one time talking to my date. My metamore. No, <laughs> I was at a restaurant once talking to my metamore, and I was like, "Compersion, right?" Right. <laughs> sure. No, I was literally, and I was talking to my date about compersion and explaining it because it was a new idea to him. It's not my current partner. Mm. Uh, and the waiter was like, "Did you just say compersion?" 
And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah? He's like, oh. and I was like, are you also Polly? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's one of those words that's not popular enough yet that it is a signal. Just enough. And if he's sure. like, oh yeah, compersion, totally. Like, oh, you know about that. You know? And then, you know, you do look familiar from, <laughs> I wonder, you could play it, but also, like, it's, it's, that's so close to being manipulative. And is that how you want to start a relationship? Once again. It's a bad idea. We, it always fails. Once again. <gasps> It's a, it doesn't always fail. There's lots of bacon babies in the world because people met at work. No, the manipulation always to leads to bad situations. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, oh, okay. Manipulation does. So I think what Carrie and I, me less uh, eloquently than Carrie, <laughs> is trying to get to is that we understand that attraction is attraction and and people mate because that's what people do. But there is a more ethical way where you are considerate of the other person's feelings. And I think that if you put that as the priority, you're going to have a better time, A, having success with potential partners, and B, earning your own integrity and respect because you considered somebody else's feelings before just following your itchy genitals. Yeah. Definitely. And it's, it's, it goes back to consent. You know, sure. you have to check in to find out if somebody's going to be down with something. And just like just presuming that they're going to be okay with it and running forward is it's a terrible way to go. You know, consent starts with consideration. Cause, yeah, consideration. Like, how do you know someone consents to shake your hand? Because you put your hand out and they do too. You know, like, just go mm. grab their hand and be like, I hope you're okay with this. <laughs> right? So if I pull out my penis and you pull out your vagina. <clears throat> exactly. Exactly. Out of your pocket. <laughs> like, hey, let's go get coffee and a blowjob. I mean, let's just get the blowjob. Fuck coffee. I hate coffee. <laughs> See, I think. Let's just go straight to the blowjob. Those... Not good at work, right? For those listening. This is a terrible example. Do not follow this idea. (laughs) Don't do it. I mean, it might work. 0.0005% of the time, but it, you know, sure it has happened. Well, God damn it. I'm in the mood to give a blowjob. That is a great idea. I love that. And I hate coffee, too. If you're already friends... And you've had conversations about that kind of conversation, then you've got the consent. Otherwise, sexual harassment and uh, enjoy unemployment because it's not good. Well, Carrie, you know what's funny, Carrie, is I noticed that after about 15 minutes of me being all sweet and ethical and proper, there's a part of me that just has to say some wrong, dirty shit. Because there's a part of me that's like, you know what I'm saying? You're like, you're like, you fucking pussy. You should just go be a, f- you should just literally go and take and fuck someone in the butthole. Not even ask them. No, no. I hear you voice. <laughs> but let's go back to compassion and not going to prison and not harming people as the best choice. Even though you want to be less consensual, the actions are better than the thoughts. Yeah, make no, sure your behavior is above board, and whatever's in your head is your it's yours. Yeah, and then talk to Carrie about fucking her in the closet. And uh, I mean, come on over against the clothes. It's only eighteen hundred like, miles, so whatever. I <clears throat> I'll take a bus. <laughs> celebratory, celebratory, and that go, is- cat lady, end the show. Meow. <laughs> And that is the end of show 366. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, comments, you love or hate us, please reach out to us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or find us on FetLife, TikTok, or Instagram under the name Perverted Podcast. You can support us for free by hitting that like or subscribe button on whatever app you're listening to us on. It really does help us and help your fellow kinksters find us. And remember, every time you hit a like button, you make my kink tingle. (laughs) 
And if you would like to do a little bit more to support us, please consider donating five bucks if you give a fuck to our Patreon account at patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast. And as always, love and smushy kisses to all of our patrons around the world. Your support means the world to us. Oh, Path Girl, thank you so much. I really am enjoying our conversations. I'm enjoying. I, I just, I, 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 I thought about this, thought about this a long time. And I don't know if I've ever said this that you perverted podcast listeners, you guys have kind of figured out that Path Girl is pretty much my new main co host, right? You guys kind of figured that. I, I, I've kind of been like, you know, everybody take one step forward who wants it, and yeah. like everybody step back. And I was like, okay, I guess yeah, it's, it's me. me. <laughs> it's me. What are you talking about? You've been planning this for like five years. No, you're no, like, oh, no, if we could just no. bump out that Kathy bitch. No, <laughs> Kathy was awesome. I will always stick by that. I love Kathy to death, and I wish I could have done something with her before she decided to part but kathy needs to work on her life and i'm very i hope she finds whatever she no kathy is awesome kathy uh, surely awesome but it is true you know and yeah we do have other hosts and the format's a little bit different where there can be other multiple hosts and hopefully we're getting back to that but in general yeah you pretty much you you took the chair and uh (laughs) and also the thing that i want to appreciate with our listeners is you are doing other work on the show and you're organizing things and you're sending out emails and that is something that i just want you to know i really appreciate and it really helps the show it helps it's what like i have all the chores that i do in editing and study and research and and putting these things together um it always annoyed me when people wanted to just come on the show and just sit and talk and you know get the fame that comes with it yeah the fame but not do any of the grunt work and you've really stepped up and laz was a grunt worker too and uh and so it really means a lot to me it makes me feel like you believe in the whole show and not just you know the talking and and uh you know what i mean no i definitely do because like i I told you from day one anything i could do i mean i started out as a patron years ago and it's just like i've told you from day one that anything i could do to help the show get out to more people or even help you where it's just like a lot of people this show is the only connection to the kinky world and if i can do anything to help people get educated or even just freaking laugh at me going you know doing stupid stuff that's awesome so you know i I don't mind doing the work at all well i appreciate that i appreciate your effort i hope the perverted podcast listeners appreciate your effort and everyone that puts in time thank you so much to carrie for being here of course i'm saying that we haven't even recorded the segment yet so hopefully she doesn't like get hit by a fucking asteroid or something or have her own crazy sex aneurysm mishap, <laughs> and uh, and we and we just got together and had a great great episode. I love doing this show, and I hope we can do it for a lot longer. And we'll see you guys on the next one. It's like this little game. We seem to always play. I'm the mouse and you're the
Bye.